you're in this beautiful city. So tell us about, you know, the culture and how it is for you. And have you always been there? Did you, or have you always been in this city or you have, did you move there recently? Like what's your history? In yes, I was born and raised in Lisbon. Yeah. My parents are still living there. Uh, I went then abroad to UK, to Ireland for, for 10 years. And then I, when I came back, I, I bought a house here in a more relaxed area. I'm 20 minutes from Lisbon. It's a more rural area. Behind me, I have a forest. <laughs> in front of me, I have the beautiful Tagus River. So I and have some horses here, some uh, some cows. And so it's a good mixture. It's like more relaxed lifestyle than I had for the last, for the 10 years I was uh, abroad. Um, still with the, uh, the touch of civilization. So Lisbon, Lisbon, uh, we're talking offline, is like a multicultural you know, pot right now. It's, it's an amazing city, but it's also overwhelming. So there's a lot of people right there. Every every time you want to go out, you have to book a restaurant. There's there's no more going going for a walk and then choosing randomly a restaurant uh, that doesn't happen anymore. And now here is singer songwriter, broadcaster, audio video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself. James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Another beautiful day and another beautiful show. Thank you guys for being here. Please forward this show to someone who will find the value in this show. And I know you know somebody who's looking for this. So we're leaving the country today. We're leaving the United States to go to Portugal. Oh, this is going to be cool. So this gentleman helps people with their businesses to kind of leverage it up. And he works with coaches, mentors, consultants, therapists, course creators, and all kinds of other service providers. And he has his flag out called the anti-marketing philosophy, which is actually using a more simplistic and targeted approach to get business, especially high ticket sales. Are you ready to strap up your seatbelts and take a ride with me today? Because we're heading to Lisbon, Portugal to hang out with Tiago Faria. Really great to be here with Tiago Faria. Uh, from Lisbon, Portugal. Now, I've never had anybody from Portugal, period, you know, of all the countries we visited over the years. But, uh, Tiago, it's a pleasure to have you on board. Uh, true honor to be the first Portuguese here. It's like, it's amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, I think we're going to have a fun chat. Yeah. So let's let's start with um, how, you you know, first of all, please explain to our audience, like what it is exactly you do and how you came to be in this space. Yes, so uh, I'm. I describe myself as a business uh, mentor. So I, I, and I'm specializing in the help industry. So people that, like coaches, mentors, consultants that uh, help others achieve a specific re result, right? And uh, and they usually charge high ticket for those services because the goal is to generate profound transformations on people by helping them. So I, I, I like to support those those uh, those people that work in that in that area. Uh, and what I do is, I truly believe that's why I have this anti-marketing topic around my the way I position myself because I truly believe that we already have everything we need in our world to to start to to grow sustainably and and in a fun way this kind of business this kind of business that, that I was talking about instead of being overly focused on you know the shiny objects of uh, funnels and ads and 
very complex marketing strategy that usually distract us from uh, what is essential. And uh, I've been in that in that trap of uh, you know trying one thing that seemed seemed very complex and fast and didn't work, jumped to the other one, and I kept going on that path without allowing myself to reach the full potential of one specific strategy. So uh, that's why I'm anti that you know those flashy things that just distract us. Um, and the way I came to this world uh, was um, I, start, I started to, to, when I was in a child. I wanted to be a cinematographer, a movie director. Um, I, I was always making you know those short movies and uh, stop motion with toys and uh, with my brothers and my brother and sister. Um, but then I tried to go to the cinema conservatory here in Portugal, but it's I, I soon found out it was very elitist, 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 um, yeah, uh-huh. elitist, and. Um, I didn't get there. I got very upset. So I tried to figure out, okay, what can I do? Advertising, marketing, sounds close enough. So I uh, I graduated in uh, marketing and uh, uh, communications. And then I did my master's degree in Manchester, United Kingdom, um, in a more, more targeted niche, which is strategic consumer marketing. I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> But at some point, there was a, a gentleman called Adrian Thomas, my, my tutor at the time. And he told us that you should look at digital marketing. It's the future. <laughs> and it was a 73-year-old man, uh, this in back in 2008. And so, okay, this is what exactly I should be focusing on. I changed my thesis to um, uh, the impact of uh, search engine, Google, in the UK consumers. Uh, had a blast with that. Came back to Portugal, worked in some as freelancer, in uh, also an intern in an agency. But I always had this goal in mind to go to Google, uh, the holy grail of of this world yeah. of the digital space and so I, i yeah i figured out someone i knew someone that knew someone that worked there i used my my design skills to create a, a very interesting cv uh, where i would as if it was a search for my name on google and the results would be my experience my academic background uh somehow attracted the attention of of the recruiter there <laughs> and uh lucky enough i got a, a place in the european headquarters here in dublin ireland Um, and yeah, had amazing eight years there. Oh, at Google? At Google in yeah. Ireland. Oh, awesome, yes. awesome. Let me let me stop you for a second. I want to ask yes. you about um, the anti-marketing slogan because um, this, this is a space that very few people are in. I know a few people who have adopted uh, this modality to say, you know, marketing traditionally is not, it's kind of saturated. It's kind of seen its day and, you know, getting hit over the head with a sledgehammer doesn't really, you know, doesn't really turn a lot of people on. So give us the the design of what exactly is anti-marketing in your world and how do you uh, approach it? How do you approach clients with this? Yes, I, I'm not exactly against marketing, right? Marketing is my life. Right. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely love it. I'm being a little I'm bit just... facetious, but just for the sake of <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yes, a lot yes, of people yes. don't understand it, and I think it's very refreshing. So that's why I'm asking about it. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm anti. You know what I mentioned: the distractions, the funnels, the, um, you know, those complicated things that I, I believe you don't need, uh, at least at the beginning stages uh, when you're growing your business. Um, and I believe you already have everything you you need in your world. You have established relationships. You have a. Uh, a uh, contact list uh, of people you know, you know, the friends, family, colleagues, LinkedIn connections. You have, you probably have already a customer list, people you've worked with before or leads or people you've had sales calls with. And most of us already have an audience on social media or email list. So those three specific areas, 
Um, I believe it's enough for you to create and grow a very interesting business. Uh, those will be not necessarily the ones who will give you the money, but also who might help us get the money, right? So we have to be strategic about this. Um, and, and and the first thing to ask for someone who is introduced to the strategy for the first time is, is, is to ask, do I have already something that my target audience actually needs? You know, do we, do I solve a specific problem that they, they, they want to fix right now? Um, and if, if not, then that's where you should start exactly. So, and the way to do it is to tap into what you have. So interview your past clients, your past leads, your followers, to find out exactly what they need. So that's this is the first step that most people ignore. I did for many years. I wanted to avoid to talk to people. I was hiding behind my computer and <laughs> inventing things. But the easiest way to create something that people actually want to buy is to interview them. Ask them uh, what are their main frustrations? How is their day today look like? Um, what do they want to achieve? How do they make them feel? Because if you interview five to ten people in your target audience, you will collect emotional words. You will know exactly what they want you to create for them. Uh, and then with, with that, with those weapons, you can start creating your new program, service, your offer, and, and you position it in a way that attracts, that speaks the language of those people. Okay, so the, for me, it's the easiest way to create something, um, tapping into what you already have, right? Um, and then the second question to ask is, okay, do my current relationship, relationships uh, need this new offer that I just created? If the answer is yes, then okay, you can ask them uh, if they want help. So you can go back to those people you interviewed and say, hey, I just created this amazing program that answers the problem you told me you have. Uh, what do you think? And with only with this simple approach, you can actually start having already your first few clients. Um, and you can also tap into your social media. I like to use social media as a, a means to generate conversations. You know, We should be using the messenger, the direct uh because uh, otherwise it, you're just creating content randomly and uh, without any strategy <laughs> so what i like to do is to create uh, like those kind of hand raising posts the two-step posts for example you create a video around a topic that you know people are interested in uh you you post it somewhere and then you simply create an, a post saying hey hey i just created a video about this specific topic uh would you like to see it if yes send me a message or comment below or something and then you have an excuse to start interacting with people that are interested in what you have to offer right so you can have a conversation uh understand if the person qualifies for your new offer uh, um, and then you simply ask do you want help with that i have this specific offer that you might be interested in so those for those people that need your offer right but then if the answer is no that uh if your current relationships some of the current relationships don't need your offer you can ask yourself okay can i make something for them that they need Right. So, and uh, don't you should we shouldn't overestimate the the power of of connections and networking uh, because everybody needs everybody needs money. So, everybody loves to support people they care about. So, connections go much further than we could ever possibly imagine. So, we can simply create a referral program around our new offer, uh, and you, we can give a commission to whoever knows someone that sends us over uh, a person that becomes a client. Um, so all we have to do is reach out to our network, our connections and ask, do you know anyone? If you do, I have, I'm paying a referral fee. And like this, you can create a system of uh, a sales, salespeople around you that will bring you leads. Um, and at, at some point you'll stop needing that much to, uh, reach out to new people all the time and trying to find new clients. Uh, so just have, leveraging what you already have. Yeah. Do you have a specific, um, demographic or 
special client that you tend to serve well? Uh, I, I think at the outset you said, you know, coaches and um, maybe agencies and so forth. But is there a certain sect uh, that you that fits into your wheelhouse that you, is a favorite for you? Uh, yes. So around those people that you said, yeah, coaches, consultants, service providers, but they need to have a service or an offer that they're charging a premium, right? A high right. ticket, like more than thousand, two thousand, three thousand, because otherwise the math would not work in this scenario because we're just tapping into our current network, you know, our current relationships. And right. if we charge like hundred dollars for our course or something, we need a lot of volume, right? Yeah. And, and in that sense, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, the math wouldn't work in this scenario. So, um, yeah, mostly those people that are charging a premium and solving big problems profoundly and generate results. So let me um, ask you, let's, yeah. deep, let's dig a little deeper. So we've established that, let's say you have a coaching product, it's 5,000, 10,000, whatever, to, you know, the gold is 20,000 and there's all kinds of different time parameters associated with those offers. Um, where do you counsel people to go? Obviously, we need people who have money. Uh, so, so like creating the video is a is a great idea, uh, but going after it in a sense of marketing, where do we go to? Uh, which platform do we go to? LinkedIn? Do we go to Facebook? Do we go? And how do we go about this? Attracting the right client who has the who has the paycheck, who has the uh, checkbook, that can uh, facilitate these offers. Yeah, so I think the first thing to think about before you reach out to the networks is to to be very clear on who you actually can serve the best. Yeah, your niche, yeah. your the person, and a specific problem that they have and that you can solve the easiest. So um, uh, it has to be you. You should go after where you're most valued, right? You should go after those clients that are willing to pay you a premium to solve a very big problem they have. So that's the first brainstorm you should be doing. You should not be positioning yourself as a gener generic coach or consultant or service provider. Uh, the easiest thing is to do is to, okay, I'm focusing on this group of people that share the same context and I saw, help them solve this problem that they really want to solve urgently right now. It has to be something that they really need to get out of their plate, you know, something that keeps them up all, every, all night. Uh, it cannot be just a, a nice to oh, nice to know, a nice to solve problem eventually one day. If that's the case, it's going to be very hard to find uh, clients that are willing to pay now. So that's the first thing, to be very clear on who you're serving. Uh, and if you do that, it's easy to, to create an offer and, and then communicate it to those kind of people because you know what they want, their language, you know you know exactly what how they feel, what they want to achieve. Uh, and if you communicate correctly to exactly those people, I'm sure that you have at least three to seven clients willing to pay you for that new offer that you create in your current audience right now. If you have at least 2,000 people following you and you've been growing an audience in the specific niche where you're on, I'm sure you have three to seven people right now. And if you don't, but you're really clear on who you're going to help, you your your referral team that you will create will look for those people for you, right? I'm sure right. The, the networking connection is incredible. It's bigger than we ever would think of. Uh, but the, 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 the trick is to be very clear on who you help and then communicate that to your audience to see if who needs your offer. And to those who don't need it, to communicate clearly who you can help, and they will help you find exactly those people that are willing to pay a premium. Yeah. Let's talk about um, daily structure, Tiago. Like for you, how do you structure your day and your time? 
Um, how much time do you spend on the business that we're talking about right now? And, you know, how do you focus on, you know, because you mentioned something earlier, the shiny object syndrome, which we've all fallen for that. You know, we've, I think almost anybody that's in this space has been a victim of the shiny object syndrome because you're jumping from one thing to another, trying to figure out how do I, you know, how do I find sustenance in this world, in this digital, online, social media uh, world that is is still relatively new, you know, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And and how do I take what I have and find the right place for, for me? So I guess I'm asking you is, you know, first of all, how do you get past that? And how do you structure your day in a way that you get the most juice and the most leverage out of your hours when you're working? Yes, absolutely. So as I, as you discussed, the shiny object <laughs> trap, I was in it for three years. I really was lost, completely lost in my, myself. I was confusing my clients with, and things were not working. And only until I finally decided to work with a mentor, I, I chose to work with Terry Dean, a dinosaur of internet marketing. <laughs> um, and okay, what made, made the difference to me was to make, uh, to create my own vision. So where do I want to be in the next, you know, three to five years? And have it very clear in my mind, not just financially, but uh, how does your life look like, the family, the friends, the lifestyle, and be very clear of what, what I wanted to achieve. Because that is is already a good step for me to um, get rid of distractions. I know exactly where I'm going. Uh, I'm going to focus only on the right things I need to do to reach that level. Um, and then I deconstruct that vision, create a plan for the year, and then for the quarter, for the week, and, and daily, uh, what keeps me avoiding distractions and uh, saying no to multiple things and uh, <laughs> is to organize my day into do th- simple things. Just uh, what I've been uh, uh, creating right now is I focus on three things only. I should do one activity every day for marketing, be that, uh, you know, creating a post or uh, going on a podcast or creating my own podcast. So that's one activity for marketing and then one for sales. So following up with a potential lead, uh, I don't know, sending an outreach email for referrals um, and one activity for the delivery of my own services and uh, coaching programs, etc. So improving my my delivery because we are in the service of delivering results. So if we don't have results, we don't have testimonials, we don't have case studies. Um, people will not enjoy working with us, and they will not be happy. So it's it's a problem in this industry. We need to focus on. We need to make sure the delivery is one of our priorities and not just marketing, new clients, new clients, new clients. <laughs> we yeah. need to uh, make sure the delivery is also one of our priorities. So if I focus on only three things in my day and I deliver them, I, okay, I'm done for the day. Uh, I, I feel fulfilled. I feel that I'm on my path. I know that if I keep doing things consistently over long periods of time, it's inevitable that you will get results rather than so- being jumping on from a team to detective Okay, so we got three things that are at the head of your list every day, and you work on those. How many hours do you work a day? So for those three things, I usually reserve my three to five hours in the morning, and then for the rest of the day, you know, I can do the other things. I can look at my email, look at the priorities of others, get distracted with uh, social media, and et cetera, or spend time with my family, go go out, et cetera. But uh, I have this sense of accomplishment. If I do those three simple things, the day's good. You know, you don't feel like ah, I have to work more hours. You know, because otherwise the <laughs> business is going to crash. No, I feel confident that I did my job, and if I keep doing this, the results will compound, right? And um, it's it's better for our well-being as well. 
uh, you work and, uh, on yeah. you work on the weekends. No, no, no. I, I avoid it uh, as much as possible. <laughs> Only right. if I have something something scheduled with someone from Australia that is very hard to organize yeah, a client from a, Australia. Australia is a tough one. It's a tough one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing but, doing interviews like the first time I had, because I've had a lot of Australians on my show, and uh, oh my you know God. the hours are like really, and and I'm not good at doing interviews at like late late afternoon or evening because I I expend a lot of energy. I get up very early and I work really, you know, I'm pretty focused on what I do. But uh, you know, it's tough to to slug it doing an inter interview eight nine ten o'clock at night eleven o'clock at night. It's really oh my God. tough. Um, but the reason I'm asking about the, the weekends is because um, I used to be a workaholic and and I stopped working Sundays years ago. And I found that I was way more productive. And uh, and and Saturdays, I don't really work anymore either. I mean, I work on artistic projects, but that's not work. For yeah, me. That's fine. Like, yeah, that's... Doing music is, you know, that's like it, it, it gives it props me up and gives me energy. Um, but I find that uh, the more you uh, do what you're doing, be uh, be so strategic that you're actually doing less and accomplishing more. Yes, because we tend to like run around like a, a bunch of chipmunks, you know, chasing chasing nuts or something. We're, like we, you know, you think we just keep piling it on. You know, I want to do so much, and it doesn't seem very effective because. We're not organized uh, in many cases of and be, and very very uh, structured in our approach. So and there's I, a fear of missing I, out, right? If I don't work more hours, maybe I'm missing out on something. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. You know, people just feel like, oh, I got I got to stay up with this, or I'm I'm going to miss it. But it's really, uh, you know, shutting off the email, shutting off the computer. Sometimes getting away from the computer allows your mind to like breathe and create yeah. with with like no nothing distracting you other than nature maybe you know and that's not a distraction it's a it's a place to create i feel so i'm glad, true, I'm glad you shared that with us let me ask you a little bit about um uh being in uh the country that you are in beautiful portugal and you're in uh libsyn right lisbon lisbon yes. lisbon you know i can i'm confusing that because lipson is a company right <laughs> it's my rss feed <laughs> so it's, it's been wired into my brain you know lipson uh, so sorry about that so yes you're so you're in this beautiful city so tell us about you know the culture and how it is for you and have you always been there did you or have you always been in this city or you have did you move there recently like what's your history in Portland? yes i was born and raised in lisbon yeah my parents are still living there uh, I went then abroad to UK to Ireland for for ten years, and then I, when I came back, I, I bought a house here in a more relaxed area. I'm twenty minutes from Lisbon. It's a more rural area. Behind me, I have a forest. <laughs> in front of me, I have the beautiful Tagus River. So I and I have some horses here, some uh, some cows, and so it's a good mixture. It's like more relaxed lifestyle than I had for the last for the ten years I was uh, abroad. Um, still with the uh, the touch of civilization. So Lisbon. Lisbon, uh, we're talking offline, is like a multicultural, you know, pot right now. It's, it's an amazing city, but it's also overwhelming. So there's a lot of people right there. Every every time you want to go out, you have to book a restaurant. There's there's no more going going for a walk and then choosing randomly a restaurant. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> really? You you can't just go walk into a restaurant? They're that uh, At least in the weekends. If you want to go there yeah. on weekends, it's, it's wow. a problem. Yeah. yeah. But so it's still you... it's still an amazing city. Uh, I love the food here, the 
the weather is like we have 300 days of sun it's a very very little day uh, very few uh, days of winter and cold um and yeah it's absolutely a, a relaxed country you know people here because uh, i lived in the uk and ireland people here are more like yeah just let it relax you know things will will go will align by, by themselves just enjoy have a glass of wine by the beach <laughs> i like it already a, I, i'm gonna book a <laughs> there, I think right after this interview, tell me, tell me what, what you like to do, uh, for downtime, uh, Tiago, what's, what's your favorite thing when you want to get away from business? What, what's your greatest pleasure? Uh, I'm still, I still, my hobby is a bit still work. So I still include a lot of podcast listening, a lot of, uh, audiobooks reading. I love, I love audio. I'm all constantly consuming content through audio. It's my favorite, uh, way of consuming because I can do, I can do whatever, Playing in the house or doing chores or walking walking outside in the car, I'm constantly listening to something. But when I'm not, I, I love to to play the drums. Actually, uh, I had right. a drum kit. I don't have it anymore right now. It's in my old parents' house. But I love to play the drums. I'm I'm soon gonna start playing again. There's a, there's a studio right here around the corner. I love to watch football. Football here is my is a is a very big football soccer. Sorry, in, in Europe we yeah, call right. it football, but it's a, yeah. No, I knew I knew what you meant for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's very big here, so I love to go to the stadium. I love to follow my team. Um, yeah, traveling is also a big part of. Uh, I mean, what we what I do, I work so that I can have freedom to be with family and to travel. Uh, I think that's the best way to live life is to gather experiences constantly, right? Yeah, and uh, definitely. Those are the two um, things. As as we're winding down, could you give us uh, the best place for people to reach out and contact you? Uh, would it be LinkedIn, a website? What would you like to, us to put up there? And of course, we'll put all and any links you have to your businesses in the show notes so people have the uh, ability to just connect with you right away. But what's your fave? Thanks so much, Jamie. So yeah, the, the easiest way to do it is... Uh, so I, I'm at the beginning stages of internationalizing my brand uh, before I was focused in Portuguese only. Uh, but there's still possible. You can still lurk me on my website. <laughs> you can use Google to translate my website at tiagofaria.pt. That's T-I-A-G-O-F-A-R-A.pt. Or you can shoot me an email with any question, any comment about what we discussed today, tiago at tiagofaria.pt. Or even if you want to book a call to have a brainstorm, see if it makes sense for you to tap into your own network to see if you can create something interesting. On the right corner of my website, you can book a, a free call with me. And uh, I love to meet new people in this area. So uh, it will be a true pleasure. Excellent. This was awesome. Uh, really just so wonderful to connect with you, Tiago. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm so happy you are the first Portuguese guest I've had on. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's in the cards that Portugal's coming up in my future sometime soon. <laughs> Please, I'll, I'll gladly be your uh, tour guide here and receive awesome. you here in my awesome. place. It'll yeah. Be a pleasure. Well, I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, your career moving forward. And thanks so much for being on podcasting your global career. Thank you. It was a true pleasure. Hope people take something valuable out of this little chat. Thank you. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on,
you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find that freedom is really a simple state of mind. So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. Pictures in your mind. I'll take you places. 